0: This is a Locker Room Production. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Yeah, same. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio. Uh, locker Room Live, post-game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of pain and misery for the evening. That was just, um, that was just a fucking beating. I don't even know what to say about this one. It's, like, I never... I. I never question the effort. Like it takes a lot for me to like talk about the team, not trying hard enough because there's always so many other things. Like the effort is the last thing I'll point to because it's so easy. It's so talk radio to be like, ah, they just quit. They weren't trying out there. The fucking flyers were not ready to play tonight. Like, and if, if that was them trying, that's worse. Like it's almost better if they just just shit the bed tonight. Like, if you told me they all went out before the game in New York and were like, you know what, we're going to enjoy some St. Patrick's Day beverages, we're going to enjoy ourselves, that would at least make sense. To come out the way you did tonight, a flat-out embarrassment. Every single player, anyone involved in the organization, the fucking water boys, like the training staff, interns the social media team all of us as fans like and we're the we're the ones probably most embarrassed by this as flyers fans and honestly we shouldn't be we love them we weren't playing tonight this isn't on us the team just flat out sucked there's nothing else to say about it like i'm not opening the box score i'm not going to try to analyze this one they were just complete shit tonight and it really opens up the question of, is this team actually bad? Now, hey, they come out tomorrow. I guess the, the question I want to open with, and this is a question, I'll throw it out there and everyone answer it in the comments, and then I'll get to it eventually. Um, what would they have to do tomorrow against the Islanders to make you go, okay, that was just a bad night? Because, like, man, it's going to take a whole lot. And like, obviously, win 9 nothing, win 10 nothing. Yeah, that's an answer. But realistically, is there anything they can do tomorrow night to make you go, OK, it was just one game? Because really, this is just one game. It's only worth two points. They could win the next 10. And we forget all that. Nah, we probably won't forget all about this one if they win the next 10 in a row. Honestly, it was so fucking bad. Uh, but what could they do, do you think, to make you forget about this one? Because right now, man, I, uh, I don't know. I don't. Is there anything in the realm of like a realistic possibility other than winning ten nothing? Like, is there something they can do? Because right now I'm looking at this team. If the, if they've been playing overall pretty well lately, if this was a couple of weeks ago and they're playing overall pretty well, uh, they're winning games, and then they just have a, a you know a stinker. They have a clunker. Um, I guess you could overlook it. Like nine nothing is embarrassing no matter what, but this is kind of a trend of them not like forget lapses. You know, we talk all the time, like they've been in a lot of tight games and then a couple of lapses cost them the game or cost them a period, or cost them a point. Tonight wasn't a lapse. Tonight was an all out collapse. And man, I hate to say it, but if I had to put money on which way the season's going to go from here, it wouldn't be up. Maybe this is rock bottom and it, everyone takes responsibility for this one and everyone realizes they have to be so much better. And tonight was unacceptable and they start by proving it tomorrow. But this is really making me question what this team has. And this was a thing online tonight. And, you know, this gets brought up sometimes and you just kind of roll with it. You know, in the old days, even in the Holmgren days, but in the Clark and Snyder days, this wouldn't stand. Like something would happen. A coach would get fired. A player would get traded something would happen and do you have i know with the schedule i know they have to get right it back at it tomorrow do you have any do do you believe anything other than maybe some line juggling some players come in some players come out do you think anything happens like do you think that they are i don't want to say disciplined but somehow held responsible for this other than maybe phil myers gets sat something like that little but like a major trade do you think the the brass of this team looks at this and goes that's unacceptable we have to change something because I don't see it happening I really don't all right that's it that's my rant let's get to your comments I don't plan on going very long tonight because honestly why should I try harder than them I've already tried harder than them we're six minutes in and I haven't completely given up so hey I did better than the Flyers already let's get to your comments Hunter Moyer, woo, we won, right? Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, Chris Schumanger says, tough one. That is the understatement of the fucking century. Uh, Dave Brown, Chucky, Chucky has to make some moves. He has to do something has to be done between now and the time puck drops tomorrow. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know where to begin to say they have to do X. But if the exact same team, minus, you know, a a scratch here, uh, someone else plays, something has to be vastly different about tomorrow's game. I got to scroll. This is very annoying, having the comments on my phone and having. I know I've brought it up. I'm sorry to complain. It's just very annoying because if I don't hold it, if I don't hold my phone, it it scrolls to the bottom automatically. All right. Thomas Dixon, they pre-gamed at the bar. I sure as shit hope so. Like, I honestly hope that they were drunk. That's the only plausible, acceptable explanation in my mind. If they were like Nick Brophy at the beginning of Slapshot and every single one of them came out for the opening face-off, like, if anyone throws me to the boards, I'm going to piss all over myself. I will – honestly, that's a more acceptable answer than anything that they're going to say in the post-game press availability tonight. Uh, Chris Casula – or Casula, I'm sorry, Casula, I'm going to guess – absolutely brutal loss i'm 37 and i can't recall one quite like it i honestly feel bad for the boys and pissed at them simultaneously just embarrassing as an organization not good enough i got over feeling bad for them around the time of the uh the natural hat trick when a guy gets you for a power play goal a shorthanded goal and an even strength goal there has to be a name for that like not a gordy howe hat trick like there has to be a name for scoring at all three uh all three stages of the game, but around the time of the natural hat trick is when I started stopped feeling bad for them and started feeling mad about them. Uh, Jacob Senchak also says that's the worst loss I've seen in my time as a flyer. It as a Flyers fan, um, I, I'm sure they've had some absolutely awful ones. Like I can't think of any worse though. Uh, that was just a fucking disaster. Uh yeah, traeger Jones. That was the most embarrassing game I've ever seen the Flyers play and I was recovering from a surgery and had very little to do from 2006 uh, for the 2006-07 season. Yeah, that's the season in which they famously went 22 and 60 and somehow didn't end up with the top pick. But hey, pretty uh pretty good consolation prize in JVR I'd say. He's been one of the few bright spots in this uh in this season. Nick Mack, did scratching Limblom lose AV the room? Also, I think Ghost Scratch was on unwarranted. I question the Ghost Scratch. I can't, because he went out of his way, Elaine Vigneault went out of his way to talk about how Limblom is going to have a short reset. He just doesn't think his energy level is there, and they've gone out of their way to say, we love Oscar Limblom, and we just think he needs a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a reset. I don't think it could have lost him the room, but man. this goes beyond like lineup decisions you could have put out any any group of players tonight and they just if if that did lose him the room he never had it and it really felt like he had the room so i don't think so i will agree the ghost scratch seemed unwarranted he's been bad defensively but he's been a plus offensive player for them um you know i <laughs> At the end, of like if Sandheim and Braun are going to be minus inf- Sanheim, if Sanheim and Myers are going to be minus infinity, the third pair, whatever. Uh, but I, I didn't like the ghost scratch just because I think he's starting to find his game. But with all these games, uh, you know, in a row, they're going to have guys in and out of the lineup. I it's I I just don't think this is like it did look like a lose the room situation. Right? I will say they just didn't try hard enough. All right, Zach Boyle, I'm really concerned that they are going to make a panic move, try to uh, a panic move, trade and ship Sanheim, Myers, Patrick, or TK to appease fans and journalists. And then we sacrifice our future. Uh, I mean, the future is now, whether it's this season or the next couple. Like, I don't think they're going to make a panic move. I do think it's not just about tonight. Like, again, if tonight was an isolated incident and they had been playing well up until this point, Okay, we can we can just write it off. I don't think it's a panic move at this point. This is a team that's built to win, and they are playing like shit, and it all culminated in the worst loss any of us can remember. Uh, Brandon Strandy, the lack of physicality even when they were down five was concerning. Yeah, there were points like you're down five, six, nothing, whatever. Puck goes into the corner, just hit the guy. I don't care if you get a penalty. I don't, I don't care if you lose the puck battle, if he's able to take the hit, make the play, get it away. Just hit the guy. Let me know you care. Uh, let's see here. Chris Kasula, by the way, Bill, I downloaded this app because of you, bro. What you drinking, dude? Pass one this way. That's a great question. It's St. Patty's Tonight, I'm drinking Guinness, but not regular Guinness. It's a, uh, what is this? guinness nitro cold brew coffee it's pretty damn good it's only four percent uh but it's pretty damn good uh you know had to work had to come on here not be totally shit-faced gonna switch to something stronger after post game but yeah could have gone for something a little stronger during the game but a very tasty beer uh guinness nitro cold brew coffee uh bush said it's only two points fortunately does this really change your perspective of the team it depends it like like i say after so many so many games this year it depends on tomorrow um but it's it's the way this thing is trending like it's it, this seems more of like a culmination than a than a than an anomaly um it is only one game it is only two points but it seems like more right this seems like it's either rock bottom and they're going to bounce back or it's all over the whole team, this is a uh, Flyers-Lebowski. The whole team needs to feel this loss, the management, coaching, and players. Still 14-10-3, and three, but man, is, if this isn't a wake-up call, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. The only way to respond to this is to actually fucking respond to it. They need to come out. They need to come out like they are coked out of their minds tomorrow. I don't know how else to put it. Like They need to play playoff hockey, uh, just hit everything that moves, get in on the forecheck, attack 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 tomorrow and really just really just take it to them because there's i don't know like get ivs full of red bull and hook the dudes up in the locker room before the game they have to do something different to just let us at least for a little while forget about this one it's called being physical i'm so tired of this team being so fucking soft i agree hunter um they need to come out tomorrow and play their most physical game of the season. And it's against a physical team. It's the Islanders. You've beaten them twice this year, but they are on a fucking roll. They did just lose to Washington the other night, but they had won nine in a row. They were like 14-2-1 uh, in, a, in a stretch. It was uh, they, they, need, they need to come out tomorrow and not just play well, but play their best game of the season. Uh, Justin Clevett, one game not making a difference. They have to win nine of ten to make a statement after tonight. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a great answer to what could uh what can they do to make you forget about this one? It's not just about tomorrow. Yes, they have to play well tomorrow, but they have to win they have to go on like a winning streak. They have to go on a run like they went from January to March last year before the COVID break. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, Justin Dyer just win tomorrow. That's all they have to do. I think it's more than that. Um, Yes, the two points are what matters most, but they have to show us there's more to them than what they showed us tonight. Zach Boyle, I'd like to see a 2-1 win or a 3-2 just team defense for God's sake. Now that's, that's an excellent answer as well, Zach. If they just only – say they give up 24 shots and one goal. Like that's what I would really love to see, a, a true defensive effort, goalies bounce back, team defense. I, I, I like that as well. Uh, Kyle Bendel, why didn't anyone tell us that you can play without your coaches? That's the way to go, I think. Hey, man, I've been saying for years, ACAB, all coaches are bad. Uh, I, I personally like Elaine Vigneault, but all coaches are bad. Get rid of the coaches, boom, look at that, put up nine. Doug Fries says, bench Patrick. I mean, bench everyone after tonight. Call up the fucking fans. What's benching Patrick going to do? He's on your fourth line at this point. I wouldn't mind. Like, bench him, sure. I don't care. But, you know. Uh, Joel Farabee Shut out the Islanders, and I forgive them. Put a solid defensive effort together uh, for close to 60 minutes. I doubt it will happen, though. Yeah, um, really good just team play, a strategic victory you know, a chess match sort of win will go a long way to tell me that they have it in them. But the previous comment about having to go on a run, I think that's what will really change my mind. Uh, Nikki Hall. What's up, Nikki? Uh They need a shake up. Someone, someone needs to get the boot or get a trade. I agree. I, I, I don't say make a panic move. I'm not saying trade Cam York and Tyson Forster tomorrow to bring in someone else. But it's clear that this group needs a change, whether it's a small change or a big change, just do something. Uh, Kevin Barr got to win decisively tomorrow and probably the next few. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Traeger Jones. The question is how can either of the goalies possibly bounce back tomorrow? If Hart comes in and pitches a shutout, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Alex Lyon in the game tomorrow. Honestly, I, I can't even blame the goalies tonight. Like the Flyers just didn't try, so can't blame. But the goalies have been bad too. It's on them. It's not. I mean, the defense is horrendous, but the goalies haven't been haven't been any good either. Um, would and considering you know both of them played about half the game tonight, I think there were like twelve minutes left in the second when uh, Hart came in. Would not be shocked if Alex Lyon gets to gets in the game tomorrow. does TK exist you know Justin I I would love to ask those sorts of questions like does TK exist this guy didn't show up in the grand scheme of things yeah TK has been um TK has been underwhelming to say the least but like tonight can't even can't even single anyone out it was every single person associated with the Philadelphia Flyers tonight top to bottom like up to Dave Scott on down everybody failed yeah, there Jones. There is no one player you can talk about now that was a complete failure. Yeah, agreed. Uh v, Vi, SH. Uh maybe I am in my feelings following a humiliating loss, but can we acknowledge how depressing it is that we went through the entire Hextall process, which is which was characterized by a patient in, by a patient approach, an emphasis on drafting and hope for prospects, and acceptance of a brutally mediocre on ice product just so we could wind up with a team that is marginally better than it was at the end of the Homer era. We still have no consistent star power. Our defense and goaltending still sucks. Coming up on a full decade of mediocrity and literally missing the playoffs every other season, it's a miracle any of us still care about this sorry-ass franchise. That's something that came up on Twitter tonight, um, Vi, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, What if we have to, like, what if the Hextall era was for naught. What if their ceiling is what we saw last year? A team that is capable of a streak, but not capable of consistent greatness. Fuck, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I don't even really want to think about it tonight because I want to like wrap this up real soon. Untouchables, G, Coots, Faraby. Anyone else can be shipped. Um, in terms of current roster players, I would throw in Carter Hart in that group, but I feel you. When does the bias for action kick in for Fletcher? Not just a, not to be a just trade anyone guy, but someone should lose their fucking job. This is a game in which it's, again, it's not just this game, but this game is, it represents a culmination of failure. If we're saying tonight was unacceptable, we can't accept it. Have to make a roster move tomorrow as a matter of principle. I agree with that. So often, not just in sports and not just with the Flyers, but in life, we call something unacceptable and then everyone just kind of accepts it. Uh there has to be some sort of some sort of change before the next time they take the ice which is, you know, like what 20 hours from now. Nikki Hall Snyder is probably rolling over in his grave right now and I can't blame him. The whole team looked like they were in the fucking grave with him tonight. Doug Fries no checking in the third, no fights, no heart. Yeah, and like sometimes like you're you're down nine nothing the other team isn't even going to engage but like just cross check somebody to tell me you have it in you like do literally anything i remember and this is i hate talking like this because it makes me sound like the biggest asshole but i just remember when i was in high school uh we got when i was playing for my high school uh clearview we get blown out in a game by washington township who's our biggest rival and We just played like shit. Like, we looked a lot like the Flyers did tonight. And after the game, the coach comes in the locker room and just goes, in the third period, I was praying for a fight. Normally, like, he was telling us all, please don't fight because we were a bunch of, you know, young assholes who'd rather fight than actually play hockey. But he came in and said, I was praying for a fight just to see if someone cared, just to see if anyone was taking this thing personally, and none of you did. And that's how I felt watching them in the third period tonight. They just came out and looked like they wanted to get the hell out of there. Zach Boyle says, Gus comes back out of the lineup, that's it? Yeah, probably. Myers and Sanheim were a minus six, that's it? <laughs> I don't see anything happening this week as a result of this game. I really hope that's not the case, Kevin. Chris Kasula, how do you hold the whole team accountable? It's not like you can point to a single group as the culprit. Myers and Sanheim were epically bad, but who was good? Yeah, and that's... um. That's the issue with uh, it's hey, that's why the coach and the GM get paid. Someone's got to do something. I don't think there's anyone you could even trade. Yeah, like after tonight, who the fuck has value? Have the players given up on AV? Man, if they have. If that's the case, which I don't think it is, but let's play it out. Man, it hasn't even been two full seasons like would they play 69 games last year and then the bubble and now what we're not even 30 games into this year and they've given up like we'd have to i i don't and i don't think that's the case if it is man i, I don't even want to think about what that says about this team and the team mentality what can they do better next season is the question well hopefully they free up some cap space whether it's because JVR or Voracek hopefully Voracek at this point uh, i love Jake though man like ah. I have such an attachment to the guys who went through that medioc mediocrity with me, but hopefully you free up some cap space, whether it's losing JVR or Jake in the expansion draft or making a trade or something. And you go out and get more good players. That's or you flip one of those contracts for like, they need, does does anyone think they don't need a number one defense? Like fuck getting a number two for Provorov. You need a number one for Provorov to be the number two at this point. Like, I love Provorov. I thought the world of him. Have really liked most of his tenure here. But have you been watching him this year? He doesn't look like a number one. Fire Av, trade Tk, and make Coots captain. Not a single player on this team wants to see G lose this, the lose the captaincy. Like I don't think that that doesn't do anything. <laughs> Expose this whole team to the expansion draft. Hey, I was thinking like, how funny would that be if we didn't reach the maximum protection limit? And everyone like like the commissioner comes to Chuck Fletcher and goes, "You still have two spots for uh for the protection, you know, for the protection list." He just goes, "Nah, I'm good. Seattle can Seattle can have their pick." Like Giroux and and uh Giroux and um uh Jesus, I'm blank. Kevin Hayes, man, couldn't think of Kevin Hayes' name for a second there. G and Hayes have the no move clause, so they're auto protected. Um. What if all the other spots weren't filled? All right, take a couple more, and I'm wrapping this up because I don't feel like doing half an hour tonight. Going to get some of the newer comments. Uh, Tony DeAngelis, yes, the Hexdal era was a waste of time. He did not draft any difference makers. They're all just another guys. Well, I would say that that is true, except Carter Hart, I still believe, is going to be a difference maker. He's just having a down year. Like Carter Hart is still a year younger than Henrik Lundqvist was in Lundqvist's rookie season. I think we should be patient with him. But outside of that, I will say Joel Faraby. Uh Farabee looks to be a star in the making. Uh, like to this point in his career, Farabee's numbers match almost exactly to Pasternak's numbers to this point in his career. It's a pretty good comp, I'd say. But Man, it does kind of look like we didn't get everything we thought we were getting. Nikki Hall, oh, man, you're taking me back to high school, Bill. I went to Audubon. I don't think – did we play Audubon? I don't think we did. Uh, They sucked at every sports, but football – yeah, okay. Uh, Dave Brown, that's what I'm saying. He's hard on players. If they quit on him already, that means everyone in the locker room is soft. I don't – like, he's not – he seems to be a good mix of hard and soft. Like, he seems to walk the line pretty well of uh, being blunt with the guys but also understanding the line. But I don't know. Uh, In retrospect, maybe we should have gone full rebuild with Hextall, traded G, Voracek, Simmer in 2014-15. I guess it's hard to rise from mediocrity to greatness without blowing up the team and getting a bunch of top five picks. I mean – Would it have, uh, yeah, I guess if you get Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid, but like how good are, like, yes, Toronto's awesome and look what they did, but look at what they have, even if they get some top-end players, like the best players on this team are still the old guys, you know? I just, and I think you need good veterans to help help bring along young players, so I still don't think they should have totally blown the whole thing up and tanked, but man, it would be nice to have a couple more high-end, high-end talents. Like, I think I brought this up in last postgame. Uh, let's say Joel Farabee, he's maybe reaching his prime earlier than a lot of guys do. So let's say he's in he's in maybe early prime, about to enter his prime. We can include him in this list if we, if we care to. How many line one caliber players in their prime are on this team right now? The answer is Sean Couturier and maybe Faraby. if you want to say he's reaching his prime young and like he's going to continue to be great. Okay, maybe that's possible, but if you don't want to include him, which I kind of don't because he's still you know, 22 or whatever, the only line one caliber prime aged player is Sean Couturier, and that is very concerning. Uh, if JVR keeps pouring in the points, will you stop saying the team would be better without him and 7 mil of cap? I... I, I always want i i want jvr like i wanted jvr when they signed him i have i i stuck up for jvr most of last season until like when he really his when the not scoring started to get to him uh and he stopped playing well and he wasn't scoring but i i want jvr i like him a lot um but you know Maybe they can use that cap space for something else. But I like JVR. Right now, if I had to choose, I'd much rather lose Jake than JVR. This is uh, Johnny Dyer. This is the bottom they push up off of, right? Right? We can only hope that that's the case. We can only hope. If it is, we'll all look back at this and go, that was the turning point right there. And that'll be fun to talk about, but we won't know until after the fact. I appreciate these post games as always bill hopefully tomorrow keyword hopefully we'll be looking at a win and that's all we can ask for uh wherever he is in this world hack was watching this game with that with the shit hitting green of his yeah and he had a couple of his, a couple of his fucking assistants on the bench for the rangers tonight pouring it on us like this was just a disaster all around all right we're going to wrap it up there cuz i have nothing positive to say and honestly i just want to drink with my wife uh enjoy the last few hours of um enjoy the last few hours of st patrick's day and i hope you all do the same thank you all so much for hanging out thank you for listening if you haven't already hit that subscribe button just search broad street hockey wherever there are podcasts and boom content delivered to you daily all of the flyers content you will ever need as much as they aren't trying, that's how hard we are trying. We still we still put out so many shows, so many uh, so many things on our podcast feed. You don't need to look anywhere else for wall to wall flyers coverage. To use a cliche, like these post games get up there, you know. When I remember to post them, when locker room processes them, whatever. Uh, obviously, BSH Radio, our flagship show every week, Flyperbole every week, checking out the competition with Kelly Hinkle. Uh, The forecast. I mean, so I don't even know it all. Uh, You know, the spiel, but hit subscribe, search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts and uh, give us a five star review. Don't freeload. You get all this coverage. We do so much work for you. Do a little something for us. And if you're listening on the podcast feed right now, it ain't hard because you have your podcast player open. Hit that write a review button. It's right there in front of you. Click five stars. Say a few nice words. Look at some of the look at some of the reviews. Look at those Good Samaritans, those excellent people who I love so much, who've already said nice things about us, given us five star reviews. Do that for us. Be a big, be a good fan. Uh, you know, as much as you hate the Flyers, you should love us that much right now. All right, that's it. I'm wrapping it up. Um, I'll be back here tomorrow doing the exact same thing, hopefully in a much better mood than I am tonight. Uh, so until then, have a great St. Patty's Day, everybody.